You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet here. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome back, everyone. With me this week, I am so delighted to have Kelly Dobner, Chief Advancement Officer of Samaritas, which is one of Michigan's largest nonprofits serving people through programs for seniors, families, children in foster care, refugees, persons with disabilities, women leaving incarceration, affordable living, and so much more. Samaritas is an amazing organization, and Kelly Dobner is someone who inspires me every time I work with her. First of all, she has boundless energy and a contagious spirit. But secondly, it's her approach to her work that truly inspires me. When Kelly came to Samaritas in 2017, she set about creating a culture of ambassadorship, and I'm excited to talk with her about this today on the podcast. Kelly has degrees in communication and public relations and was recognized in 2016 as an Oakland County Elite 40 Under 40. She has received many awards for her strategic work in development and communications, and she's great at building strategic, authentic relationships. Kelly, welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Lynn. It's truly an honor to be here. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. It's been you've been on my list the whole time because I'm amazed at what you've done um, in the short time that we've worked together. And I know you've done so many things before you came to Samaritas. Um, but I want to start with that, if you don't mind. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about culture. So um, I want to ask you how we can even define culture, especially for an organization like Samaritas, which is quite large, some, what, 2,000 employees around the state? Yes. So how do you define culture? What is that even? Oh, that's a really good question. That's a loaded question. (laughs) Right out of the starting gate. Starting with the hard one, right? (laughs) Right. Well, culture and building culture is my passion. Mm -hmm. Um, It it involves people and a being and a mantra and something that people can get behind. Uh Um, And so when you have an organization as large as Samaritas, both in number of employees and geographic region, it's a particularly interesting challenge to tackle. And that was the first thing that I saw when I came on board was the opportunity to unify Mm -hmm. um, rather than have separate organizations around the state that just all happen to have the same name Sure, is really how... We were operating, mm-hmm. and in Samaritas is not exclusive right. of that for sure. You see it a lot of places. Yeah, and so we the the concept of Samaritas Nation was really born mm-hmm. in that culture of ambassadorship. Mm-hmm. So when I say you know you want to plant your flag and rally <laughs> the troops behind it, uh-huh. it's it's really symbolic. But that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Well, and I've I've heard you say Samaritas Nation before, and um, the phrase is you know be the rock that starts the ripple of trans. Transformation, which yes. ties into um, you know your um, tagline and your mission and all of that, um, which is brilliant. And I, I'm a word person, so I love that you know you could take a couple simple words.
words and just use them to transform perspective and commitment, you know? Um, And I've seen, you know, I've worked with Samaritas since 2012. And so, um, and there are amazing people who've been there the whole time. But I, I saw in the time you've been there, this like renewed energy and passion to be a part of it. And, um, I see people in their emails, you know, saying things like be the rock or, you know, um, Samaritas Nation. And they're, they're just, it's like cheerleaders. It's so cool what you've created. It is so much fun. So how did, tell me what you did. Like take me through the process and like, that's a big task. So how do you break it down into tangible activities that people can get on board with? I think the main word I always focus on is intentionality. Okay. It can be organic. It should be organic. A culture is not something you necessarily shove down people's throats. Right. It's something that they see, they mimic, they start using in their own way without being asked. Sure. And that was really, that was the whole point. Setting that example, this is what we're talking about here. This is the face of Samaritas and used it in everything that we could from language to mm-hmm. Outright making a fool of myself. Oh, like being a rock? Yeah. I I I forgot about that that one, but you're right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So tell the listeners what you did. I just loved that. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's right. Well, Samaritas happens to be on the marathon route for the Detroit um, Free Press Marathon. Um, And so we had a cheer station that was a little over the top. (laughs) Uh, We had the marathoners and the half marathoners come by us. So we had a DJ and we had... Um, costumes and uh, high fives and dancers and just the whole nine. And so I made a life-size rock costume that I wore uh-huh. and danced around for, I am not kidding, easily seven hours. Oh I, I couldn't lift my arms above my head <laughs> afterwards because I was cheering the whole time. And on the rock, it said, be the rock. Oh, um, I love it. it. I love and it. And I'll tell you, runners ran by and they were cheering us on. Oh my gosh. Which is ridiculous for one thing, but it, it just shows that's how you you can just organically spread a message and it turns into a culture. Well, and but you did it by example. And that's what you said earlier is that leading by example, you can't just say, here's the culture, go do it. Yeah. You have to do it. You Definitely. know, so just showing that you're buying into it, you're on board, you're embodying it, and then people can be inspired by that. Yes. You know, have you gotten mm-hmm. feedback on it? Like, are people saying, um, are they are they adding to it? You know, like what, what are the sort of the messages you're getting? Absolutely. I, I am actually quite taken aback at how quickly this has caught on yeah. and so proud of all of the people that I work with, both internally and externally that support the organization. So yes, one of the biggest examples, I just love it. Uh, we had our, our foster care day at Comerica Park this right. last year. Right. And I didn't ask for it. I didn't even know about it till afterwards. They put on the Jumbotron Foster Care Rocks, oh. uh, Samaritas is the rock that starts the ripple. Oh, and that was on chills. a jumbotron oh my at Comerica Park. So there are so many different creative ways that people are embracing and implementing this culture. That is so cool. That yes. That's really cool. So, um, well, I mean, kudos to you because I am just blown away by how you took a really big task and you made it happen and you transformed a lot of people who are transforming communities. And that's just incredible. You know, it's a um, story that had to be told. It honestly. is. It is. And people, some people have worked for Samaritas for a long time. And I see like a new energy and appreciation for their job because of this culture that you've built. There's something that they're a part of that really matters, you know? Well, and the funny thing about that is it's so cyclical. It was inspired by them yeah. who had been doing this work 
all of this time. Right. And that was really the inspiration behind Be The Rock message and and culture. So it's it's definitely come full circle. Yes. So mm-hmm. I want to take it back a little bit because I, I have your resume and I know all of your history. But <laughs> I, I'm curious about how you got on this path. You know, did you... Um, like, how did you get into fundraising and development and, and even, you know, building culture like that? Like, was there an inspiration early on or something that you saw at an earlier position or? It's funny because I, I went into public relations. That's what I thought I really wanted to do. <laughs> and I had, I'm like shaking my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I know better. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not as good as, as I thought. And I've had some, you know, those conversations that shape you. Mm-hmm. There are some of the hardest conversations you have in the moment. Right. And then you look back and they just help to define who you were or uh-huh. who you became rather. And I met with a prominent PR firm uh-huh. lead in Detroit uh-huh. early in my career. And she said, why do you want to work in this firm? And why PR? And I said, well, I really love people. I love inspiring people. I love being inspired by people. I love connecting people. And I went on this whole soapbox thing. And she said, honey, you're in the wrong field. You need to know how to write and you need to know how to write well. It's not about people in this field. (laughs) Well, that's a shame because it can be, but yes, I get it. (laughs) It should be, but okay. That's another episode. (laughs) Right. Well, at 20, when you're hearing this and you thought you had your whole career figured out, you're thinking, okay, well, maybe not. And then I started um, an internship that turned into a a job in fundraising, um, actually at the Detroit Zoo. And I fell in love with fundraising raising uh-huh. and that whole public piece of it yeah. as well. It was it was more than just fundraising. It was more than PR. And, and I went to Los Angeles to do that, uh-huh. came back to do some more of it. And it's always been in the fundraising vein. Okay. But you mentioned earlier, my, my degrees are in communications and PR. Right. So I met with, um, I went on another interview at uh-huh. one point for a fundraising position. Okay. And had another life-changing moment mm-hmm. where the person told me, you know, you're not a fundraiser and you really need to consider what you're doing. You're a communications person. Huh. Um, I said, and I adamantly fought this person in an interview. Huh. And said, no, no, I'm not. I've been That's doing what I love this about for you. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm telling you why I belong here. I've been raising money for 20 years. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I've never forgotten that conversation huh. because he was right. Yeah. He is right. But I use that evil, that communication <laughs> for good in telling stories and yes. fundraising. And I don't know how to not marry those two. Well, I mean, and words matter so much. And so saying development versus fundraising is a really big difference. Yeah. So fundraising is so limited and it's just like you need to find the money. But development, you know, is such an expansive word. And you're thinking about um, or advancement, you know, you're, I mean, chief advancement officer. And I feel like advancement and development can sort of be interchangeable, but yes. they're they're forward moving, they're um, bigger picture. And how could you raise money without communicating? Right. And how could you do it without marketing or telling stories? I just, I think they have to go hand in hand. Absolutely. Well, and that's the funny thing. So you mentioned the culture of ambassadorship earlier. That was really born out of people's fear of fundraising. Really? Yes. Working with boards, Uh working with program partners, you Uh know, because everybody's a partner in telling the story and bringing people closer to the mission. So the whole impetus was money follows mission. Absolutely. You have to engage people first in the mission. Yes. I don't want you going out there to talk to anybody about raising money. Right. I want you sharing your passion and your fire for what you do here as a board member, as a staff person, whatever that is, and and make introductions. Just introduce people to that passion hmm. as ambassadors. Okay. 
And that's the whole idea behind it. And it makes it easy. It yeah. makes it fun. And again, you throw that fool factor into that and the sky's the limit of <laughs> right. the people you can engage. If you dress up as a rock, anything is possible, right? <laughs> that is the new t-shirt. <laughs> yes. I'll be your rock. You know, whatever it is. Um, I love it. Well, I think that you're you're really describing word of mouth marketing. You yeah. know, And I do think you know all the marketing research is that you have to be touched by a brand an average of seven times before you take action. But the one that really puts you over the edge is that personal touch. So it's um, your neighbor, your friend, your sister, somebody that you really trust says, you got to go check this out, or you have to give to them, or you have to get involved. And that's when you do. Right. So it's ambassadorship, which is a much better term, but it's word of mouth marketing, isn't it? It sure is. Yes. You've nailed it. Yeah. It makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. And it's funny because um, now it's for the first time ever. I can't believe I'm not getting this before, but I'm seeing why advancement and marketing go together, (laughs) which I didn't see before. And I'm like, oh, brilliant. Light bulb just went on. <laughs> but yeah, that makes perfect sense. So okay, yeah, you're working with a slow one here. But, you know. um, so I wanted to ask you, um, you talked a little bit in the pre-interview about being in the moment and how important that is, and connecting people. And I was wondering, how do you how do you find time or ability to focus on the moment when so many people are demanding your attention? And also so many different projects at once. So how do you have any like advice for listeners about how can you be in that moment when everything's happening? You know? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've had three meetings leading up to today. And everyone has taken a complete turn going towards I think prepping for this exact interview and this conversation because they've all been about that subject matter and the meaning. How do you find meaning in uh-huh. your interactions and this crazy life that we're in. Yeah. And so it is a commitment and it's nothing I've even close to mastered. Uh-huh. Um, I will work at it for my entire life. With all the distractions and demands, you have absolutely no choice but to intentionally put it down. Right. You have to put it down and be wherever you are with that person, yeah. with that project. Predominantly, I'm saying person. Because it's very easy to get distracted and, and people don't feel important that way. And, and right. when you're in the moment fully committed and you're intentional about it, meaning happens. Yes. It just does. And it takes it to new levels mm-hmm. that wouldn't happen otherwise. And so you have to be fully committed to it. Um, like we have, we have rules now. Mm-hmm. No cell phones, no computers in meetings. I love it. That's you great because nobody's paying attention. No. They're emailing people and they're checking their Facebook and whatever, you know? Right. So. You miss magic of moments because magic happens every day and, and it absolutely can. And if you're not looking for that in every encounter, yes, you're missing so much. You know, it's funny. I, um, I have always worked at home. And so when my kids were little, that was just a practical thing that I didn't have to have childcare and they could be watching Elmo or they could be playing with their toys or whatever. And it was fine. And if they were talking, I'd be like, yes, honey, yes, honey. And now that they're teenagers, you know, I'm, I'm typing or I'm doing something and they're talking to me and I'm like, uh-huh. And they're like, mom, are you listening? And, yes. and I have to stop and take my hands off the keyboard and look at them and realize that they need my presence. And so, you know, you have to disengage from whatever it is you're doing. And I think that, um, yeah. I mean, that, that's really how you capture those moments and you have those relationships that, yes. that build purpose and, and confidence also. But, um, you know, I think that, um, 
it's easy to get distracted. You know, even if you're sitting at a computer and you check your email, okay, you're you're off in another zone. Yes. Because you could have been working on something and you're like, oh, I'll just check and see. And now I'm answering the email and I'm looking for the file they need and I'm doing something else. And you've forgotten the project too. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm really good at guiding clients and like, oh, you should only check email at like 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. But I don't ever follow <laughs> that advice, you know? <laughs> right. But it's easy to, to lose focus. And it I, is. I think being present is so crucial. It, Absolutely. It's everything. Yes, it absolutely is. So you're a busy mom and career woman and you lead a large organization. And I wonder how you juggle everything. Yeah, I I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's the easiest way to describe that. Oh, no, that's a lie because I see your Facebook and you go to your kids sporting events and you're there (laughs) and, you know, you do it all. You yeah you have to you have to um you know it's it's an old adage and you see it in a lot of places that you know when you die I don't want to waltz across you know into the next life I want to be absolutely exhausted sliding in at the last <laughs> minute and and you have today you have to live that way yeah um but that's why that commitment to being in the moment and setting boundaries yes is really important too and I've looked at it a little differently I I had a conversation today just about the boundaries and I said I don't know boundaries I don't respect boundaries I don't set boundaries <laughs> and it's something I'm working on because Having them is not a bad thing, uh-huh. and there's no shame in it, and there's no shame in taking time sure. for all aspects of your life. In fact, I feel a lot of times the most important parts of our lives that we should be leading mm-hmm. get the least amount of our dedication in time. Interesting. You know, um, we were talking about that today with the street. I told you today was a day of leading uh-huh. up to this moment. <laughs> yes. Um, we have a strategic plan at work and uh-huh. we're really intentional about what we do in our day to day job and making sure you're successful and sticking to this plan and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And at home, do you do the same thing at home or no. do we check the box at home? Right. Because it's easier. Right. You know, and. That's so and, interesting. A strategic plan for home. Yeah. What would that even look like? That's, it's a fascinating concept. I think writing it down matters. Yes. When you write it down, it becomes real. Yes. And then following that up with that commitment and that intentionality. Yeah. It's the same thing. Wow. It's the same thing. And so I'm going to try that. Interesting. <laughs> yes. I'm going to give that some thought. That's a really cool concept. Yeah. Hmm. My husband may not appreciate that, but I think we're going <laughs> to, this weekend will be interesting. So I want to ask you, you said your three symbols of life, a table, a blanket, a scale. Tell me what that is. Oh, so when life gets crazy and things are swirling around you, I like to talk and think in sound bites Mm -hmm. and symbols because it brings me back to center immediately. Okay. And so to me, a table is just this symbol of togetherness. Things happen around a table. People come together. Ideas are shared. Mm -hmm. uh, Relationships are created. Um, there's there's meaning there. Absolutely. And, and so I think a table, there's a lot to be said for a table. Mm-hmm. Um, a blanket is that all-encompassing comfort piece. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. all need comfort. We all need peace. And, and that is that universal symbol sure. for that. Yep. And then the scale represents the balance ah. and that constant reminder of, all right, you are skewing this scale way too much on this side. You need to really bring it back in check. Interesting. 
And wow. to me, those three are my trifecta okay. that, that help keep me centered in what I care about. I love that. I love those symbols. So listeners, pay attention. You should think about your three symbols because that is really meaningful. That's a, that's a huge guiding light. I love that. Yeah. I really love that. So um, you're so focused on teamwork and you've really built strong teams. And I, I love how you um, you direct to other people like this is their terrain. This is what they're doing. And sometimes that's out of necessity because you can't do everything yourself. But I see you empower your team to take ownership of their roles and their tasks. And I wonder um, how you inspire people to truly work together for the greater good, because it can be hard to merge relationships and personalities and and everybody be focused on the same purpose, you know? Yes, so true. That's yeah. very difficult uh, to, to do. I think what we have found to be really successful with our team at Samaritas and certainly other teams that I've been a part of, because there have been some pretty magical ones, and Samaritas is, is no different, mm-hmm. is playing to people's strengths mm-hmm. um, and taking time to recognize them. So we start every single one of our team meetings. It's a standing agenda item entitled You Rock. Okay. And we share what we appreciate and what we care about about, about each other. I love that. And the strengths that they bring to the team, to the organization, to each other. Okay. And taking time to do that uh-huh. every week uh-huh. and and taking the time to get together and have fun. Yes. Um, it's very easy to get bogged down in the to-dos. Sure. But sure. learning who each other is and, and, and building that team. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, for our team building, uh, two things that have been great. We went to um, an escape room. Ooh. And had to work together. Okay. And that was fun. Uh-huh. And then have you ever seen those sports photos oh, where yeah. a team gets together and they look like they're just going to kick the other team's <laughs> rear end and you get off the field? Yeah. Um, and they're all serious. We did the same thing for our team. Oh, my We gosh. all were in our Samaritas colors. Mm-hmm. We had props and we were looking the competition fierce in the eye. Uh-huh. I don't know what the competition is. There is no competition. <laughs> we're all mission here. <laughs> but uh, um, so we have those made into posters and everybody has that. And, oh. and it's the dream team. Yeah. And, I love that. And so just reminding everybody about positive intent. Having positive intent just means everything in this world of, we were talking about earlier, gossiping yeah. and yeah. tea, you know, and, and all that that I learned from you today. <laughs> Um, I have to credit my teenagers. Sorry, I'm not that cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that just matters. That positive intent in yes. relationship building and the understanding of how we're all creating meaning together. Yes, it, it grounds us. It brings you together and makes you a much stronger team. And knowing you have each other's back. Yeah, I think also face to face or voice to voice because it is so easy to misinterpret an email or a text oh, and like yeah. that positive intent, you know, assuming the best. Like, I, I think this person's not yelling at me. I think they're just trying to be direct or say some information and get on with it. And so I'm going to yeah. pick up the phone or I'm going to go see them and that that's going to do good. And I think it always does, yes. you know, it does. It does. And just being in the mix with everybody, you know, nobody's above anything. Right. And and, and being being in it together. You know, I learned from my team every single day that positive intent that comes from my team the you rock that comes from my team and yeah. um they they teach me so much every day absolutely um we're going to wrap up soon but one other thing i wanted to ask you about samaritas that i am always impressed by is that um it's very mission driven 
really tied closely to the mission and um, unapologetically, you know, like this is a faith-based organization, but yet everybody is welcome regardless of your faith or your persuasion or your discipline or whatever your perspective is. It And that's really um, a balance. It's towing the line of saying, here's who we are and we're not going to apologize for it, but everybody's welcome here. And yeah. so how how do you um, achieve those two stances and and wear them well, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a difficult question. <laughs> I, we're, we, we're still trying to figure out every day, I think. Yeah. Um, because it's true. We want to be really strong in who we are. We are we're celebrating 85 years this year. We've Yay. been around for a long time. Yes. <laughs> yes. 85 years of impact. And and so being true to our roots, um, yeah. but who we are today and who we want to be tomorrow and the people we want to serve. I think for me, the messaging that goes into that is not necessarily faith specific. Right. Um, although, because it means something different to everybody. Sure. But really grounded in whoever, what that means for every person that we touch. Sure. And that touches us yes. as an organization. Yeah. Because it is different for everybody. We're yeah. doing so much with so many different faiths and so many different groups that it's really cool to see this, this, uh, this mixing pot of of people, but you're right. Nobody gets offended. Nobody apologizes. Right, and we're all there together because at the end of the day, whether it's Christ or it's not, we're all there serving people. Yes, um, and for the sake of humanity and bettering each other. Well, mutual benefit, mutual respect, and and the goal is always to uplift. You know, I've never heard anybody at Samaritas say something negative or judgmental about another person, whether it's a colleague or a client. And even if somebody's in a vulnerable situation and you're there to help them come out of that vulnerable situation, it's the belief that everybody's on equal footing and that there's a better day for everyone tomorrow. And so, you know, once you get there, you'll help someone by paying it forward. And it's really easy to get on board with that kind of mission. It's just, it's inspiring. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Kelly Dobner, as we wrap up today, are there any last thoughts you have for our listeners about you know how to make meaning in your work or find purpose in your life or any last um, advice you'd like to give? Yeah, I, I think so much of what we've talked about is be in the moment, be committed, take risks, make a fool of yourself. You <laughs> Dress never up know. like a rock. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you never yes. know what path that's going to lead you down or the, the best learning moments are usually the most painful ones and make yourself vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and whether it's at Samaritas or not, be the rock that starts that ripple because once your rock drops, it goes deep. Yeah. And you don't know how far your ripple is going to go or that potential that you're going to help somebody else realize. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, Kelly Dobner, Chief Advancement Officer of Samaritas and a friend that I love to work with. Thank you so much for being on the Make Meaning podcast with me today. Oh, likewise. Thank you, Lynn. I'm Lynn Galadner. Tune in next time for the Make Meaning podcast. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've really enjoyed being here with you today. You can find the Make Meaning Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do. 